whether or not you've got eggs. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to another episode of COP. This is episode... 89 or 90, that's my guess. I'm Luke. Who am I? This is Matt. Matt, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing very well. I had a good day today. Um, nice. But, Impressive. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> very based? Very based. I understand that um, recently you had a not so good day and you wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I got robbed. I'm just going to say it on the air, get it over with, because it's basically done at this point. I've done all that I can do. Here's what happened. <sighs> Going to a friend's house, a friend was like, hey, we can sesh, but uh, I'm dry. I said, okay, I can get you something. He said, sure. So a friend and another, a different friend and I, we go to Delta 9, who I've canceled now. You're canceled. <laughs> um... For their, un- for their non-cooperation. RG tier customer yeah. service. See, now you understand. <sighs> Go there, get in, buy four joints, each half a gram. Tobacco joints, we don't smoke. Tobacco cannabis. cigarettes. <sighs> I leave, and this guy starts walking beside us. I think, hmm, that's weird. But uh, let me just keep going. You notice that there's an echo now? That was the wood panels were literally the sound dampening. If the audio is bad, I'm sorry. We're in my room. I'm doing renovations, and I there's an echo now. It those were actually probably acting like sound dampeners, like they have in the studio. That's nutty, bro. What the fuck? All right, well, if the, <laughs> hello out there. Hello. Do you hear that, guys? <laughs> was that candy man? Coming up. Um. So yeah. We leave, this guy falls beside us. I think, you know, that's weird, but you're just joker brain. Don't worry about it. There are quite a few in our society. Yeah. So we just go to uh, to his car. Uh, I'm at the passenger side. He's at the driver's side. Then, like, as I'm opening the door, the guy's just, like, right beside me. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, hey, man, let's see that weed you got. And I thought that he, I was like, he wanted me to take it out, and then he was just going to snatch it and run. So I was like, no. Uh, and then he was just like, and pulls out a knife. And I was like, okay. And I just give it to Whoa. him. <laughs> I was just like, here you go. Here you go. You win, man. And then he was like, you got any money on you? And I was like, nope, I don't carry cash on me. Uh, and then he's like, let's see, take out the wallet. And I was like, okay. So I take it out. And I was like, all I have is a fake million dollar bill in here. And then he was like, give it to me. I was like, okay. I give him the wallet. Um, and then he turns to Andrew. Well, that's, I want to say his name. Whatever. Uh, Andrew, Andrew's an alias. Yeah. It's an alias. Fake name. He's there. And um, he's like... Uh, Andrew doesn't know that he even has a knife out at this point. But then the guy's like... Because it was on the other side of the car. Yeah. Oh, I see. And then the guy's like, do you have any money on you? And then Andrew's like, nope. Which was a lie. He just tipped out. And he was like, but you can have my phone, though. And then the guy's like, he starts walking towards him. He's like, you sure you don't have any money? And then Andrew just hops into the car and just 
holds it down on the horn, and the guy is uh is like, hey, get out of the car, man. I don't want to have to mess your car up. And then Andrew just keeps holding the horn, and the guy just runs away. So that was a whole altercation, and then we call nine one one. And uh, it's such a piss off because they're like, um, what, what, what address are you at? And I'm like, the Delta Nine on Dakota. And they're like, what's the address, please? And I'm like, what? Whoa, the nine one one dispatchers, they don't have internet where they're at. <laughs> oh, they don't have Google Maps. Okay, they have, yeah, <laughs> they pull out a map of Winnipeg and they go by phone and they say okay turn left here that's how the navigation works like if you just got like jumped and you were like in a in a you know in a state and you called them and you're like in some back alley like what what address are you at please uh i don't know well we need the address please <laughs> okay thank you wpd let's get a little more high tech than that guys but anyways <laughs> eventually like half an hour later they come to take a statement we give it to them that's it then the next day, I call Delta 9, just so I, and I leave them a message, because they don't even answer. And I'm like, hey, I just got robbed at your store last night, so you guys should maybe get better security. That's it. That's my message. Goodbye. Um, the man, or Some guy calls me back, and he talks to me about it. And I was like, do you think I could get like my money back? And he's like... Uh, I don't, I don't think that will happen. Like, we'll see how the case goes or whatever, but I, I doubt, you know, I doubt it. And he's like, you know, if you got a car and then someone stole the car, the dealership wouldn't give you your money back. <laughs> and I was like, sound logic. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't say anything, but I was like, well... MPI would cover that, and uh, a car is thousands of dollars, <laughs> and this was thirty dollars. But uh, hmm. okay, so you know I was kind of pissed, but <sighs> the investigation is ongoing, as a uh, detective said in the Dark Knight. So we'll see. If... Did, you, did you talk to Jim Gordon? Is he on the case? Well, he may be. He may bring his friend too. We'll have to oh. wait and see. But that's it. That's a story. Uh, let's move on to happier things, which uh, is we saw Candyman. Yeah, next thought. That's not the topic of today's show, but we did see Candyman. And yeah. Not the good Candyman, no. unfortunately, which I have not seen. Luke has seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how was it, Lucas? I, I, think I, I think I said it best. When, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> when uh, I made this Facebook post today that said, Candyman is trying really hard to be a movie directed by its producer. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really trying to go for that Jordan Peele charm that we saw in Get Out and Us, but it does not have it. Don't worry. They try to do the charismatic dad character, but he's not that charismatic. They try to have some sort of... Um, sociopolitical message, but I really don't think it's there. They they say things that sound like a message, but I don't think there is actually a message overall in the movie. Um, these teenagers kept talking in the movie, which really pissed me off. I didn't tell them to shut up. <laughs> we just knew, and first of all, they weren't allowed to sit in those seats. Yes. Because the Cineplex distancing thing, which I normally wouldn't care about, except they were fucking six. It was a legion of teenagers that come yeah. in and start giggling. Going, <laughs> yeah. During like a tense part of the movie, they go, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's funny? Get out Snapchat. And the, and the girl in front of me, because we were in the theaters where you could lean your chair back, she kept leaning her chair into my foot, and I was this close. I was like, if she leans into my foot one more time, I'm going to lean over her shoulder and say, stop leaning onto my fucking feet. But it uh, didn't happen, thankfully. But yeah, these teenagers kept talking, and I was just like, shut up. 
Okay, I, I can't handle that shit, man. If you go to the movies, be quiet. Be quiet, yeah. I mean, a couple little comments yeah. hushed up to yeah. your moviegoer friends is fine, but, like, just, you know, I, nobody else wants to hear what you have to say, so nope. keep that in mind, yep. please. Yep. That happened, um, what was the last movie that I saw? Pin. Nope. <laughs> what did I see? Jesus. I'm drawing a blank here, guys. It wasn't Candyman? The Suicide Squad. <laughs> there were people... I was, like, near the front row, and there were people all the way in the back corner talking throughout the movie, and I could hear them. It was like, I can't yell shut up loud enough for those guys to, to hear us all just wait. You, you gotta just flick pop... You gotta practice your popcorn flicking, and then... You... American Sniper's ass? <laughs> yeah, Chris Kyle from a distance. <laughs> and they'll get the message better than any hush-up could. But yeah, I mean, it, it just was... Uh, I knew it was doomed from the start when we walked up to the movie and Matt said, yeah, isn't this movie not directed by Jordan Peele? <laughs> I was under the impression it was this entire time. You know what? And I realized it wasn't directed by him because the lack because of the lack of fanfare around it, okay? Because yeah. when Get Out came out, that was his debut. That movie was the hit movie of the year. Yeah, really Everyone good. was talking about it. Then Us came out, that was also a big hit. And then this came out and nobody cared. And at first I chalked it up to COVID, like, because cinema's kind of dead right now because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but then I was like, wait a second, there's something about this after I watched the trailer. It's not directed by PL. No. I, I could have sworn to God it was originally, but I looked this up and he was never slated to direct. So I guess I just made that up. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Who who directed it? Do you know? It was a I think it was a newcomer because I I don't recognize any of her her name or any of her stuff. Uh, Nia DaCosta. Why did they keep doing this? Like Marvel does the same thing where they just give um, IPs to directors who have directed just a handful of like small give, things. Give New Vision a chance, bro. Do you think it's that, or do you think it's that they can? kind of dick them over a bit more. <laughs> That's actually what it is. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> and they can be like, add this. Can you make this change? See if you get, you know, like, Scorsese to direct your Marvel movie. Uh, he's gonna be like, uh, it has to have, it has to have, um, Italian-Americans. needs to be in Boston, and he's had the Rolling Stones, and then <laughs> Disney's gonna go, no, 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 wait. But if they just get some guy off the street, they're gonna say, you're gonna do whatever the fuck we ask you to do, and then you're gonna fill in the parts that we don't care about. And he'll go, okay, thank you, Disney, for the paycheck. Because he's got, you know, what else you got? I'm going to say this. This is a spoiler. If you don't want to hear spoilers for Candyman, jump ahead. But I got to tell you, the movie's not that good. The movie's not good. Here's a spoiler. And I thought about this today. Did you think it was weird when... um, What was the main character's name? Anthony? Anthony. Um, We see Anthony in one scene... Um, after he just leaves his mom's house and then the next scene he's at that laundromat and then all of a sudden he's ev- fully transformed and the guy is evil there seem to be like 20 minutes missing there you know what I mean? yeah when like all of a sudden this laundromat guy is like I've been planning this from the beginning yeah, like okay okay fine like yeah he's the secret evil guy okay but yeah like the problem is that he, this guy gets infected by this bee and that's he look he's the baby from the first Candyman okay, that so was like, so lame <laughs> and I didn't see Candyman so I didn't I didn't even I didn't even know until they explained it to me explicitly in the movie yeah but 
Um, then he gets stung by a bee, and then he's becoming Candyman. Why? I don't know. Candyman can now just sting, get a <laughs> to sting somebody. Like, does, does that gel with the logic of the first movie? Um, no. <laughs> the first movie is what I said, is that guy, um, and they, they tell the lore in the movie, there's a guy who was in love with that woman, yeah. and then yada, 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 he gets tortured and killed, and then he's just kind of... And then it's just that you say Candyman five times and he comes and kills you. Yeah. I don't even remember the whole Nira thing in the first one, but that must have been a thing. It was so big in this movie yes. that they, they did the rare... That's how you know a movie special, right? When they altered the studio. Oh, know? yeah. They let 20th Century yep. Fox uh, extend their uh, little last note of the intro for the alien. Except that was for Alien 3, which was bad. <laughs> and this movie's bad, too. Because in, in the beginning of the movie, all the studio lo- logos are flipped. And we were like, whoa. I thought it, it was a uh, like malfunction. At first, I was like, is this? But then I was like, I remember in the trailers, they're like, look in the mirror. I can't even, I can't even, I can't even. So, uh, I don't know. When Kayla and I saw The Suicide Squad, it, the picture was so messed up yeah for like geez five seven minutes until they like shut it down and did they give you free pass after no that's fucked up sometimes they do that yeah. sometimes they don't but i'm like hey can you rewind those five minutes then let me see them again because i didn't watch the movie and i paid 10.99 for this ticket cineplex luckily we got into this one for free so i don't feel as robbed <laughs> Thank you, Base Caitlin. Thank you, thank you. Peace and love. Peace and love. But uh, yeah, the movie, it really had no point. After I watched it, I got home and I was brushing my teeth. I thought to myself, like, and you said the same thing. Maybe it's supposed to be, like, meta and that it's about the horror movie industry, about how people keep on talking about it. There's enough buzz of movies keep on coming out, but... New Nightmare on Elm Street did that way better than this movie did. So The 2010 one? Yeah. No, like A New Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, I see, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, I don't want to spoil it, but it, it does that premise way better, I think. And Scream also was kind of like that, too. Oh, Scream was way better, because Scream was done by a good, good director, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Nia DaCosta. The movie looks okay, but... It looks um, okay. You know, there's a... It, one thing is that the director has a good knack for, like, comedic beats in the movie, because yeah, I thought that yeah. some of the comedy landed... They, there's a kind of, you know, a lot of the movie is, you know, black people be like, white people be like, and it's, it, about, yeah. it's about the race, and the observations are kind of try this just shit you hear on Twitter. Uh, white think, people be like, I joy th- division. I think it was a little gratuitous to just uh, have the audience delight in these uh, police officers getting killed. Like, I get they're evil, but I'm like, I thought... so heavy-handed. I thought Candyman, I thought they were going to do something where... Because Candyman in this movie just kills anybody. Mm-hmm. Some I thought they were going to do something about violence and how it's indiscriminate nature, but no, the movie is... It doesn't... Uh, it's not at that level yet. It's really trying to appeal to just the people on Twitter who will watch this and go, good liberal message. Like, it. there's so many, like... There's even a, a point where one of the black characters is like, that's white people shit. Yeah, it's like, they laid on a little thick. Yeah. It's like, you know, um, I don't really talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't say level terrace apart every uh, time I'm depressed. You get it, you like Joy Division, that was funny. If you hate Joy Division, watch this movie. There's a, there's a good scene for you. I thought uh, that character uh, would be a perfect Taiga Watiti cameo. <laughs> that would have... Like, he has the same vibe, yep. and I'm not saying that because the guy in the movie is, like, kind of creepy. 
know, <laughs> no disrespect to Taika. Was it Taika? Is it? It's Taika, isn't oh, it? I was saying Taika. Taika, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Taika, uh, you, you mean um, Taika Woods? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> No. Yeah, but Candy Man, uh, more like Candy Mid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so don't watch. <laughs> Speaking of mid, mid to low even, some might say, this week's episode was Pin, 1988, recommended by Gabe. Gabe Hauser. <laughs> Thank you, Gabe Hauser, um, for this recommendation. Um, Luke, uh, you know, you're looking... No, you please. You start. I said, <laughs> "What is pin above?" You know what? Let's hit to IMDb. Okay, I'll I'll create dead air while you do that. <laughs> A-D-D. A-D-D. All right, here's the deal with pin. Okay. Okay. Here's what the movie's about. Leon and Ursula are these brother and sister, and they're raised by their doctor father, and he has this therapeutic dummy that's an anatomically correct and see through, so you can see all of his muscles. Named Pin. Now, this dog. Short for Pinocchio. Short for Pinocchio, which they reveal in the movie. Um, I could, only towards the end, I think. So, yep. Yeah. Like in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> I was thinking, like, why is he called Pin? And then they yep. just say at the end. Big, boom! That was a boom! Big reveal moment. Kind of like I Am Your Father. That was kind top of. Top like, five. Yeah, I would say he's in top five too. Um, so basically, this. Um, the, the dad can't even face his own children and also he's weird and clinical yeah uh, so he's like yeah I'm gonna use pin to teach you guys medicine um, and then basically um, in classic cold movie fashion um, the young boy gets traumatized by something he shouldn't see like in uh, Silent Night Deadly Night yep that's exactly what I was thinking I think it's just a cold movie staple and yeah. there's a lot of which disturb young men <laughs> and their disturbed journey, disturbed hero's journey. Uh, so basically, yeah, he grows up and he um, is like, yeah, Pin is real. Uh, and he's schizophrenic as hell. And he does the Pin voice himself. So then they get into wacky hijinks, you know, how it is. Chaos ensues. There's some bodies left in the wake, but we still have a good time. Two bodies. Three. Three bodies. Uh, no, two. Two. Uh, two bodies and like a and a fake Half out body. body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this movie was not good. It's it, What? Well, it kinda sucked. It kinda reminded me of a movie that they would watch on uh Best of the Worst, like Red Letter Media. It kinda got that vibe. Um, especially when you see Pin first uh kill someone where he rises up slowly and I'm thinking, Wow, this is just a dummy. And then, um, that's not really scary at all. <laughs> Seeing Pin move around on a wheelchair. Uh, yeah, not spooky. Uh, the character's motivation doesn't make sense. The music sucks. The pacing is really bad. The... <sighs> oh, this is getting heavy already. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the acting is kind of bad outside of... Was it Terry O'Quinn? Is he the main guy? The dad. I didn't. I don't know any of the actors in this. I'll pull up the sheet. Oh, I think it's Terry O'Quinn. He played John Locke on Lost. And he... Dude, I knew, I knew that guy from somewhere. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, he was John Locke in Lost, and maybe you know him from this. He was in the Star Trek: The Next Generation episode, The Pegasus. Did I watch that? No. <laughs> yeah, but he's in that. David Hewlett is Leon. He was apparently in a lot of Stargate stuff. 
Stargate. What's that? Some sci-fi show that's not Star Trek. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> it's so stupid. The cast is pretty small in this. There's like five yeah. or six people. Yeah. Um, Was it Terry O'Quinn? It is. Terry Yeah. Yeah, he's John Locke. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this uh, movie isn't not good. Well, who's to say, really? You know, film is subjective in that way. Quit simping. <laughs> All right, I'll say what's good about the movie first, because there isn't a hell of a lot of it, admittedly. Good. Yeah. Here's what's good about the movie. Okay. I like the conceit of Pin. I like the idea of Pin. I like the idea. Yeah, yeah. I like um, that it's just this easy manifestation of this dude's mental yeah. illness. Yeah, And, you know, Pin is a little unnerving, okay? He looks weird. When he gets his latex skin and wig later on in the movie, <laughs> kind of looks like Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> looks like Blump. Looks like Blump. Um... That was pretty unnerving. Yeah. And the interactions he has with people can be genuinely, not, if not necessarily scary, unnerving, disquieting, you know? Yeah. Um, so the pen thing is cool. Um, the main guy does an okay job. Okay. His performance is good-bad. Because he's not a great actor. Mm-hmm. But the role is just having him play the psychopath like outsider type character mm-hmm. and he kind of does it well i guess because he doesn't act too human uh <laughs> where are you going where are you going and then she's just sister having sex in the car and he rips the guy down <laughs> starts punching his dick <laughs> like okay man um yeah that was um you know he was okay and the cast mostly is fine there isn't any like terrible performance in this in my opinion uh the mom She's like in it for like. Two, she's like well, barely in the well. film. She's. <laughs> I like the one scene where she's like, "Don't hang out with that one kid. He's dirty and, and diseased. Diseased." And then he's like, "Why don't you just uh, disinfect him in, uh, at the door?" And then she slaps him so hard. And that, she's like, "You made me do that." That genuinely made me <laughs> laugh. Okay, that was a genuine laugh. This movie got out of me. Um, uh, what else is good about the movie? Some of the music is okay. <laughs> no. It's, come on. It's it's just everything you've heard in a cult movie from the 80s before. Yes. Um, you're right. And it does sometimes feel like it was uh, taken from a sample library entirely. Yeah, yeah let's, like, let's go spade a spade here. <laughs> um, what else is good about the movie? Um... um the ending is like a nice, haha, whoa... Boom big. That's another good boom big reveal, kind of. That she's pin. That he is pin. That he becomes pin. Is that what you? That's what you think it was. Is that not what it is? I don't know. I just thought that like. Let's just talk about the ending because it's like. Not let's. Well, let's build up to it. People. Okay. Tell okay. tell us about <laughs> tell us about the movie that you hate so much. Okay. Okay. Here's my thing. I agree. the The idea of pin is a good one but i don't think the the prop that they use for pin is is i don't think that's good it's um, not a nerve it's it's not unnerving for me it needs it would have been also this is basically this reminds me of a goosebumps book where the ventriloquist dummies come to life do you remember that one yeah i don't know it would have been better if it was like a little dummy i think and like he was just a kid that was into ventriloquism I think that would have been more interesting, more scary if it's a puppet, you know? You know, but the other thing with this movie is that the direction sucks. Like, this movie doesn't look good at all. No. 
it, it the the color scheme in it is so drab. Like I get that a lot of movies in the eighties were like this, and these are just the kind of direct to tape movies that you know whatever they put out. Mm-hmm. But and I'm sure actually I think this went to theaters. Anyway, this was a theater movie, right? Was it? Let's find out right now. The movie is lit so bright. This movie, um, no, actually, it looks like it was, uh, it was direct to video. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it it looks direct to video. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not shot well at all. It's no. just it's so flatly done. Like they could, a good director. And I was thinking this while watching this. A good director could have made Pin scary. And yeah, like they like you've seen that kind of thing before. And like you know, okay, the the first example that comes to mind is something like Annabelle. Mm-hmm. But that's something like supernatural or like Chucky. You know, just this idea that something inanimate coming to life. It's just inherently scary. That can be done well with a good hand, but here it is very flatly done. Uh, so Pin, most of the time, you're right. It just kind of uh, he just he comes off like just like an object um, that they're obsessing about for no reason. Yeah, yeah. You have to give it some personality. Some cult of personality. <laughs> Roll <Play> the credits. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it's, uh, it, it is very flat, and that that's probably why is I have these really long just shots of Pin just moving around that are just really goofy, like when he rises from the bed beside their Aunt Carol, uh, or when he's just moving around in the wheelchair. You need some like dramatic lighting, and everything yeah. is just lit so bright in this um, that, and you can see so much of that. There isn't anything to uh, be scared about. We're scared of, of, or people are scared of the dark because they don't know what lies in the shadows. You know, if mm-hmm. you just show the the creature in full form, it's not that scary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie is like, it's just not a good looking movie. Yeah, and, and, and I'm beginning to think the more and more I watch horror stuff, like that's a like the direction is a big part of horror because that's where all the suspense is. Mm-hmm. I guess this and the movie- editing. Yeah, and I guess you could say that this movie maybe isn't horror technically. Maybe you could say it's like a psychological thriller mm-hmm. because nothing supernatural or anything happens, and like John isn't even or Leon. I mean, isn't even really much of a slasher type character. Or, There's know. like a little bit of blood. The, yeah, he doesn't. He only does like one over. Or well, okay, he tries. So he kills the ant. Okay, this is the series of events. So he grows up, and he's obsessed with the doll, and everyone's like, whatever, or they don't know about it except for Ursula, his sister. Then his dad finds out, and he's like, I'm taking Pin yeah. away, because you're really crazy. And the dad has a moment of reflection after he sends his son away, where he's like, oh, I really fucked up by talking to my kids through a see-through anatomical doll for their whole childhood. Um, and then they, their car crashes. Now, I guess you could say the supernatural thing is Pin made their car crash. Well, that's the thing, is that I'm pretty sure you see like a hand move and take the blanket off of him. At the, like, after the crash? No, during the crash, um, the, the mom's freaking out. She's like, it's weird. And then, uh, the dad, Frank, puts a blanket over him. And then, um, Pin takes the blanket off. Frank sees that in the window, and then he crashes. Is that what happened? Or sees it in the mirror, not the window, I yeah. Th- I thought it, she was like, oh, I moved. And he was like, oh, just a bump in the road. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, like, the only instance where it's like is pin more than meets the eye <laughs> hmm. i it, wish they would have just done that because then if you do this thing at the end where it's supernatural then it's like okay was he crazy or not yeah 
that, that that's stupid. Just don't have that then. So he kills. So the parents die. So the, they die, and then mm-hmm. they get orphaned. And then the Anne moves in, and Leon's like, I don't like what's going on here. So he wants the Anne gone. So he sneaks Pin into her room and does like a. <laughs> Barbara were coming to get to <laughs> or, or like a kind of a Toy Story moment where you play nice. Um, and then his aunt um, is like, ah, and then she dies from a heart attack. Now, what if that didn't happen? And he was just awkwardly standing there while she was like, um, why the fuck did you bring this guy and what's going on? Yeah, that, uh, that was, thank, uh, thankfully, they had some movie magic there. Where she has a spontaneous heart attack. Yes. Now, like, you know, I guess that is a real thing that could happen. But okay, you know, whatever, suspension of disbelief. Let's move on. Uh, then then uh, Ursula gets a boyfriend and a job, and Leon's like, I don't really like this whole uh, women's lib thing after all. <laughs> so he wants to stop that. Uh, and then this guy called Stan is dating Ursula. And then he... Uh, Leon doesn't like him. And Leon says, hey, come over for a drink sometime. And, you know, there's a little something in the drink, and, you know... <laughs> you know I'll tell you, it's now a little bit of, of rum ginny here. Um, and... Then he tries to kill him, and then he throws him in the river or whatever. No, it throws him behind the wood pile. In the wood pile. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Ursula finds out, and then Leon, and then she gets an axe. That I laughed at that scene. That was the funniest scene. That that scene is edited so bad because they do the, f- like they do the not the. F- uh, this, they do the slow motion, but it's not like the slow motion they do now. It's like, you know, the choppy slow yeah, motion. Yeah. Like for camp, they just record it and then they slow it down in post. I don't think there's a single instance of that being used well. I, I'm really glad that as a filmmaking tool that has just been gone, that has been eradicated because it, it, it'll get a laugh every time. It's, it's, it's funny. And that was, like, and it immediately cuts to like the next scene where they're finding Stan. Spoiler: He was in the body bag, but he didn't actually die because Leon didn't do a thorough enough job. And then boom! This is the big scene at the end. Okay, which is like okay, like you know, like it's 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 really what I expected. Like that kind of big twist that is like whoa, really made you think. Um, but then she's like, then later on, it's just like indefinite amount of time later. Ursula goes to the house. She goes into this room. She's like, Pin, me and uh, Lee, uh, me and Stan are going to Cape Cod for vacation. Do you want anything? He's like, no. And Pin's like, no. And then Pin's like, um, have you met, talked to Leon lately? And Ursula's like crying. She's like, no, I haven't seen him in a long time. And Leon, and then Pin's like, oh, I miss him. And Ursula says, me too. And then, boom, big reveal. Leon has become the new Pin. And he's just wearing the pin suit and wig and sits in the chair and stares out the window. Yeah, I think that was just Ursula coping with missing her brother. Okay, so in that way, the ending maybe isn't that bad because there's multiple interpretations at play. I guess. Because you can either say that um, uh, she kills him and somehow gets away with the murder. That's what confused me too. <laughs> so that's why it's not for interpretation. That's why it's ambiguous. It's like a Nolan movie, bro. <laughs> so... She either killed her brother after she swung the axe, and then she's doing the pin voice and yeah. imagining pin as Leon, because I guess pin is Leon. Yeah, like Leon gives him skin and hair, and then it's it's his haircut. It's the same haircut. Yeah. So then it adds like a kind of the end question mark. <laughs> Leaves room for pin two. There was is that a thing. No. 
<laughs> but that would have been if the movie had done well, uh, which it probably didn't because it kind of sucks. Um, and then the other interpretation is that, which is the one I thought initially, and I still kind of subscribe to because I don't think the movie is that clever, which is just literally uh, nothing. He <laughs> just becomes Penny and they're just like, okay. Because the whole movie, Ursula is just indulging his his mental illness and yeah. everyone's like can you get him help yeah and she's like no no we don't he's good he's my brother so it it makes sense for her to indulge this weird next thing especially if he just went catatonic after whatever happened mm-hmm. um but it, it's kind of goofy that way because even though it's like whoa he's pinned but like when you think of it practically it's just kind of stupid yeah it doesn't make any sense because then he wasn't just a doll all along. He was real. Yeah. One thing that lends credence to that is that, though, is that the maid... There's a maid there when they go. Mm-hmm. So I guess the maid feeds Leon just sitting there as Pin and carries him to the bathroom and carries him back. I just thought that there was probably a new home or owner, but the way she was like, ah, oh, Mrs... I don't even remember the last name. Ah, oh, Miss Mubaba. I guess that is true then. So we but have, that is really dumb. We have to give props to the ending because it did make us think. It did. It did make us think. Um, it may be because it's a little convoluted or because it's just plain unclear. However, movies, especially the ones we review on this show, don't get me to think often. Uh, so that was a nice bonus. Here's what I think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall back again. I think that. Um, Ursula probably just owns the house and has her look after it. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. She's probably, like, the female butler. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? A female butler? What is the word for a female butler? Is that a thing? Well, like, I guess they would just say a maid, but it's, like, different because it's a servant. Yeah. Um, a butt-less? I'm going to say, a assume but- that she's a butt-less. A butt <laughs> A butt-less. That's, that's my theory. I don't think Pin is... A real human, you know. Yeah, that just that that wouldn't make sense. I mean, the, the blanket coming off is probably just a bump in the road or something, you know. Yeah. I think if if it was just like oh he's supernatural all along, I don't think that adds anything. In fact, I think it, that takes stuff away. Here's one thing I want to talk about. It's really weird. Um, it's this there's this weird scene at the beginning of the movie where um you see Ursula and Leon and they're like seven years old ten years old or something and ursula's just going through a porn magazine and then she is just looking at girls boobs and she's like oh do you think moms look like this do you think mine will look like this when i'm older marcia has big boobies now and i was like this is really uncomfortable (laughs) to watch and then there's another scene where Frank, their dad, is giving them the talk through Pin, and he starts calling being horny, uh, he calls it the need. The need. This is, okay, that's actually gold. Like, I'm going to be calling it that from now on. Like, if you're horny, you'll just say you're needy? No, I'll say I have the need. The need calls me. It compels me. And then they're like a 17 years old still calling it the need. No one would do that. Well, it's because the the doctor didn't know how to raise his children. And you would was, pick up slang from your friends. I guess so. But they both end up kind of weird. The movie is weird about sex in, in great cult yeah. movie tradition. Yes. The, they're like the, the need thing. The 
the nurse masturbating with, with the, Ken. That has never happened in the history of the world. <laughs> also, in that scene, you, did you notice that Pin's face, like, somehow it looks like, uh, like he's, like, scared? No. It, like, if you look at it, obviously, I don't think they all actually alter his face, but the way they angle it, which is, like, the one decent bit of direction, is that Pin looks, like, horrified. Because, I mean, he's being raped. But go, go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Tell me. The movie, yeah, it does that. Um, and then Ursula just apparently in high school is a bit promiscuous. Um, That's fine. And then, and then in the movie, you, you have... Well, actually, it's not because she's 15. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, and then at, like, prom, I think, um, he catches Ursula and a guy having sex. And like I said, he rips him out and then just like, beating, his dick. beating him up with his yep. dick out. And he's like, ah, my dick. And then when they're 15, and it's like, okay. This is, yeah, they're 15 and they're played by 20-year-olds. And then their parents don't age. And then they're at a prom and they're driving when they're 15. Yeah, actually, yeah, that one is well. Maybe in America in the eighties, it was. It was all coach. Yeah, it was all coach. Yeah, yeah, and then there's then she gets an abortion because she gets pregnant and the dad doesn't. That's probably enough to put a lot of people out of off the movie. <laughs> Um, and then there's the whole need thing. That shit is so funny. Like, at one point, he's like, I have the need. <laughs> yeah, like, when he's on the phone. He's calling Marsha. He's like, I have the need. And Pin's like, you don't need that. And he's like, I have the need. It's human desire. And it's like, Jesus, H. Christ. <laughs> I can't tell if, like, the person in charge of writing this knew, a, like, was a sex education person or just never had sex before. And he's just writing, this is like r slash men writing women, where this girl's looking through a book of uh, nudes and she's like, I hope my boobies look like this. <laughs> yeah. That's I... never happened. <laughs> you, wait, you never find your, your, <laughs> sis, your friend's brother's playboy and you just leaf through when you're a kid and going, hmm, boobies. <laughs> no. No? Well, no, I guess the analogy for this would be I found their playboy or their playgirl. You, that would be, you play girls for girls, so it has... Yeah, and I looked at that, and I was like, mm, I hope I look like this when I'm older. <laughs> Do you think I'll have a huge horse cock when I'm older? Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, didn't have them. Okay, and one last thing about this movie, uh, in, a, in like an actually funny scene, Leon is so oblivious. He has Stan and <laughs> and Ursula over for a dinner, because he's like, I want to get to know Stan. And he's like, I'm a poet. And they're like, okay. And he's like, I'll read you some poetry. And the poetry is about this guy who wants to rape his sister. <laughs> and he's literally reading, like, this passage about how yeah. he, he's so lustful for her. Yeah. And Stan and Ursula are just sitting there like, oh, <laughs> lordy. That was actually kind of funny. Like, that was like a black comedy moment. When, like, the guy was so oblivious. Yes. Yeah. It, it was decent, okay? Yeah, that was that was funny. Do you think that was, like, supposed to be funny, or...? Uh, I, you know, I'm gonna give this movie all the credit it can get, so, yeah, I'm gonna say yes. I'll say yes, too. But, yeah, it's paced uh, pretty poorly. I don't get all of their motivations. I guess you can just hand-wave everything away with the rest of development, but maybe sh- show that. Yeah, it's nice, because you can hand-wave the bad acting away. From... The rest of development... <laughs> Um, the weird way they talk. Rest of development. Yeah, um, yeah, just basically the character, actions, motivations, everything. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It, it, like, you're just kind of confused as to why Ursula would stay and why she'd be, like, why is she opposed to putting him in an institution? Because she loves her brother and they've been through so much together. Yeah, I think, well, hey, what do I know? (laughs) 
Maybe that's love. Look, would you want your sister to put you in a sanitarium if you went crazy? Uh, yes. Or do, would you want her to treat you like normal and have a free life? You have a free life. Well, I mean, I guess if, if they were ideal, then a sanitarium but. I guess, just let me roam around in the house. Yeah, sure. Admittedly, there could have been a compromise. He could have just gone to therapy or something. Yes, <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, I guess that was out of the picture. Because in one scene, you know, like, typically if, like, um, a guy is, a guy or girl is mad at the opposite sex in a movie, they do the slap. But there's one scene and he winds up just for a huge <laughs> punch straight to the dome. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me! I'm like, okay, girl, you gotta get this guy some help. <laughs> But you know, going back on it, what do you think of what do you think the intro scene was with those kids? Yeah, I'm looking at Leon as Pin. Leon as Pin. Yeah, like, like I, yeah, when he's a kid. Like basically, that scene in the beginning is the scene at the end, where like you're just sitting in the window and they're looking at him, going like, "Whoa, there he is. He doesn't move." That would make sense, but the next scene after it says like fifteen X years earlier. So, imagine the end of that movie takes place. Cause like, oh, it was earlier? Yeah. I thought it said later. It was earlier. 15 years earlier. Okay, so, Pin, I guess, he becomes... He becomes he becomes Pin, and he's like, ooh, it's urban legend. There's a guy living as a doll out there, and the kids are like, ha go ring the doorbell. There's this little scene. The scene is like, I actually forgot that scene even yeah. happened, because it's kind of inconsequential. But it's like, it's elude, it's foreshadowing, I guess. Yeah, when the kid climbs up the the house and Pin says "get out," but it just sounds like he's saying "gout." Yeah, he's like, he's, he growls it in like this like barely human way, which is weird because Pin doesn't really talk like that yeah. throughout the movie. And he, but then I guess you're right, and it has to be that he's actually Pin at the end. Look, man, it, they probably thought this through less than we have. Or, yeah, that really just seems like. A nightmare on Elm Street ending where it's like the end question mark. But don't you just love that the end question mark? Because it leaves room no, for so much I more. I hate the ending of Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the worst part of the movie. Well, yeah. Hey. All right. I have something. Uh, Kaylin um, was not able to make it today. Yeah. So she had a few questions and she wanted me to read them off. So here they are. I'm gonna st- like asking me. Yeah, I'll ask you, and you, okay. you answer the best of your ability. Uh, she says, first, why are the kids talking about fucking? Well, <laughs> you know, because their dad, I guess, was just... Arrested development. Next question. <laughs> um, okay, and this is a big one. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and this is really... This is the meat of the whole show here. Why is Pin hard? Wouldn't his PP be flaccid? Does he constantly have a boner? He's made out of plastic. Next question. Okay, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree because he's just a plastic doll. They don't show him being soft, so, like, you just got a plastic cock. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ride that to Valhalla. So, you know, you know, shout out to Kaylin for humanizing Pin like that, but, you know, maybe the maybe the real Pin was the friends we made along the way. Wait, were, were those the questions? Those are the two questions. <laughs> She asked me, like, why does Ursula just kill uh, Leon? <laughs> that, that is also weird and abrupt. Like, she's, like, taking care of him, and then she's, like, is Stan dead? And he's, like, and Pin did it. And then she just goes crazy. <laughs> I mean, I guess she's crazy, One bad too. day. 
Joker just brain. Went, she's Joker brain, man. Arrested but, Development. I mean, at the end of the day, this movie is just t- telling us how we're all kind of Joker brained in our own funny little way. So <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Finn. It was, it was a good time. How many bags were those? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Swing the batter, batter. Two. Wow. I'm going to give it two as well, actually. <laughs> um... So, hey, I'm glad we, we saw eye to eye there. We did. Two out of five bags. Two out of ten bags. Oh. So, um, better luck next time, Gabriel. This movie wasn't that great, but hey, um, I know you didn't watch it before you picked it, uh, but next time, if you have a movie this bad, then you're banned from the show. One more bad show uh, from Caitlin or Gabriel, and, and that's it that's... for SO suggestions. Yeah, like... I mean, you know, we had a couple of, you know, three strikes and you're out here. And I think we're far beyond that. I didn't forget Mommy Dearest, <laughs> is all I'm saying. That, that was a one-bag movie. That was a one-bag really movie. Really bad. <laughs> so was this. I think I gave Mommy Dearest a two, I think, or a three. I swear I gave it a one. If not a 1.5, that might have been the second exception I made. Yeah. Because, yeah, the movie... That movie's really bad, but there's, like, a couple of funny parts. <laughs> Very straps of brotherhood. <laughs> Going through the glass uh, table. Um, yeah, when she just like freaks out, starts beating the shit out of her daughter in front of the guest. Was that a scene or did that? I make that up. No, that did happen. Um, it's like I remember when we reviewed this. Like I, I've never felt so bad about laughing at abuse, but the movie just does such a mockery of this <laughs> woman's story. Oh Jesus. Oi, oi, oi. Alright, that's it. Next week, we're going to talk about a good movie, Elephant Man. So get excited. We're going to get some Kino documentary. Well, not documentaries, biopic. We're going to get a nice biopic. This is what we like to see, guys. David Lynch yes. biopic. Yeah. You know, sorry to uh, Pim. Uh, sorry to Tommy. Sorry to Fan of the Paradise, too. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it's time for some. Uh, it's time, time for, for some, some good movies. Up. Yeah. Okay. Let's get let's get these stream numbers up because <laughs> Pin just ain't doing it. The yeah, the Pin viewership is gonna be two. It's gonna be <laughs> Caitlin and Gabriel listening to that episode. <laughs> and Gabriel's gonna turn off halfway after she realizes that we're gonna be talking shit about the movie. <laughs> Sorry, Gabriel. Next time you'll get him. Next time, Gabe. Dave Bowser. All right, that's the episode. We got to go do cooler shit. Bye-bye. All right, let's... uh, Oh, I didn't hit stop. Okay, now we're going for real. Goodbye. anything you heard today make sure to stay tuned for weekly episodes available for streaming on spotify apple Podcasts, and umfm.com and don't forget to follow our instagram page at cop podcast